Welcome back to a mini episode of the Turf Show Times radio podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur, and I am going to be talking today about the Los Angeles Rams and how they sort of compare to the rest of the NFC here at late March. We know that the Rams aren't going to change the makeup of the roster considerably with this upcoming draft. Yes, they will add maybe a half dozen or so players to the final 53-man roster, certainly the practice squad, um, you know, but mostly just day three picks, none in the top 100, and that's fine. We saw that the Rams in 2018 didn't have any picks in the top 80, and they came away with some very good players, including Joseph Nopum and Brian Allen, who were both re-signed this year, and Sebastian Joseph Day, who went to the Rams, and John Franklin Myers, who now stars for the Jets, and uh, Traven Howard, who's coming back and potentially starting, uh, depending on the situation with Bobby Wagner. But overall, I think that we can talk about the Rams as they are today without a ton of changes moving ahead of significant value to the starting you know, starting depth charts, that doesn't mean that there won't be changes during the season and before the season. There will be massive changes. We saw this with Cam Akers. We saw this with Robert Woods. We saw this, you know, with Andrew Whitworth the year before. Injuries will happen. Players won't be uh, that good. Um, players like Brian Allen will suddenly become starters and uh, cornerstones of their position. So you don't really know for sure what's going to happen in the next three months, six months, nine months, a year. And I understand that. I get that. You might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, it's way too early to judge. Um, you are, I think, probably reading mock drafts and you might check out some draft grades and you know, you might make bets on things that are happening in the future. So I think we can all agree that we're all doing things ahead of schedule. And so to judge the Rams ahead of schedule today, I think is perfectly fair, reasonable, uh, something, a, a thought experiment to decide what the Rams need to do moving forward to continue to get better, to repeat as world champions. So Today is just a brief mini episode look at the Rams roster, how it compares to the rest of the NFC, because a lot of focus this offseason, if not most focus, all focus has been on how all these players are loading up in the AFC. It seems like the AFC has the more dominant conference, but this may turn out to result in the NFC winning the Super Bowl because it's not a gauntlet because it's like if you are one of the good teams like the Rams, maybe you can win 15 games. You know, I don't know, but. The Rams are in a position right now where, comparatively speaking to the rest of the NFC West and the rest of the NFC, you would think that L.A. has to be the favorite to win the division, potentially the favorite to get the number one seed. So I, Kenneth Arthur, just going to briefly go over that. Please hit subscribe on Turf Show Times, the podcast. Many more episodes, more frequent episodes coming out here in the future. So hit that subscribe. Haven't had a lot to discuss because the Rams not doing so much in free agency and won't have so much to do in those first two days of the draft. So we're really focusing on what the Rams are already. And what the Rams are already is a Super Bowl champion who probably will be back in the playoffs next season and maybe one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. A lot of Super Bowl winners. We don't know for sure why Aaron Donald has kind of uh, held off a announcement that he's going to like return. Or even if that's a question, maybe in his mind uh, it's already been decided and he's on the team and he's coming back. But 
you know, uh, we don't know if the loss of Von Miller or the uh, unsure signing status of Odell Beckham Jr. is impacting uh, Donald's decision or if Allen Robinson um, joining the team or Matthew Stafford getting extended or Sean McVay saying he's coming back has been enough for Aaron Donald to say, like, yeah, of course I'm coming back. But we'll find out soon. Let's talk about the players that we assume are starting on the roster, comparing them to the rest of the NFC on turf show times. I already did this with the NFC West alone. And I think that, uh, what I really learned going through that process is a, the Seahawks are terrible. I mean, really bad. I don't think that, uh, the world, you know, in the football world and Seahawks fans have really come to grips to terms with the fact that the roster is so awful and that the bottom is probably going to fall out. So I think that's one thing that I learned the, uh, card Cardinals, they're okay. There's got a lot of guys still that need to uh, hit their potential. Um, but some of the guys are too old and, and some of the guys are too young. And uh, Kyler Murray's uh, two, uh, two, two foot six. But uh, uh, he's really just uh, too um, wishy-washy here and wants more money. And that is the focus for a lot of players now in a money-driven league and a money-driven college football world. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I have to just assume that Kyler Murray is going to return because that's the most likely scenario. When I uh, And when I look at the 49ers, you know, it just seems like Jimmy Garoppolo, they can't trade him. Um, he needs uh, to heal up. Uh, had some sh- shoulder surgery, thumb, finger, whatever. Um, but the 49ers, they uh, claim that Trey Lance will be the number one quarterback. And if that's the case, which, uh, again, I'm just going to assume that it is the case. But the 49ers, I just there, – there is no real competition at quarterback, you know, for the NFC West, I think Matthew Stafford stands well above the others. Maybe Trey Lance will have that unbelievable second season that uh, some other quarterbacks have had. Um, it is really sort of like his rookie season. He also didn't play a lot in college. So Trey Lance is such a big project that, you know, Matthew Stafford stands out as the, the obvious number one. Kyler Murray, I think, stands out as the obvious number two. And then you've got Trey Lance. And then you've got Drew Locke. So Stafford, as a quarterback, you know, really – should be in a dominating position here in the offseason and we'll see what happens next season but a clear advantage there and then looking at the NFC as a whole you've got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady obviously I think at the top and Tom Brady you know what will his age 45 season look like and with Tampa Bay having a few different parts moving around um Ali Marpet has retired you know what is Rob Gronkowski's status and uh, his age health how does that all factor in um Chris Godwin has been re-signed Mike Evans should be back but the Bucks still have some needs but we'll see who have Tom Brady is and then Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams so when you look at just the 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 elite passers and or at least like the top three or top four quarterbacks, which I think Stafford is definitely in there. And then Dak Prescott may be the next guy up. But when you look at that, I, I think like clearly Stafford with Cup and Allen Robinson, he also um, should have the best starting two wideouts in the NFC. So he's a good quarterback, maybe a great quarterback. I think still a little underrated. Um, and you've got Stafford, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, 
and probably more to come. You know, we'll see if Tutu Atwell or Van Jefferson um, have a next level breakout, Jacob Harris maybe. But overall, I think, you know, the Rams have this very uh, favorable situation at quarterback because a lot of other teams in the NFC are in a really bad position. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Justin Fields, Jared Goff. Um, you've got Kirk Cousins there in the, the very like he's, he's above average in the NFC now, but a very below or mediocre average, I think, uh, among every quarterback in the NFL. The Falcons, uh, after trading Matt Ryan, going with Marcus Mariota. The Panthers, after failing to land anybody, going with Sam Darnold. The Saints, after failing to land anybody, Deshaun Watson, they're going with Jameis Winston. And Taysom Hill is still on the roster, I believe. Um, so it's a lot of really ugly situations in the NFC at quarterback. And the Rams have to be, I think, their best bet would be third behind, you know, Brady and Rodgers. But overall, you know, you could argue that given his weapons, his age, his, you know, health, um, there's a good chance here that Stafford could be number one or number two in the NFC, you know, a real MVP contender and uh, that he's got just like uh, the best compliment pieces. You know, the, the, the Rams, even having traded Robert Woods, they bring in Allen Robinson. So, and they've got Cooper cup there. So that's one thing in the NFC West, as far as running backs go, you know, I don't really have a way to rank the running backs. I think it's like just a combination of injury and opportunity. And, you know, it's just so wishy-washy. I just think like you have Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, um, that's a good start. You know, Cam Akers has the potential to be a 1,200-yard rushing back, a, a dual threat maybe. But overall, it's like, yeah, they're fine. And then I think you look around at the NFC as a whole, you know, a lot more, just like more question marks. Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, um, a couple of injury guys there, Dalvin Cook. You know, the Packers combination of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you know, is Christian McCaffrey a healthy quality player? Corderell Patterson re-signed with the Falcons. Alvin Kamara, where's he at in his, you know, stage of development career? The Bucks spending some money this time around on Leonard Fournette. Uh, as far as just a running back talent in the NFC, if we're just talking about running back talent, I think a, a healthy Cam Akers is up there as a guy that could be in the top five, if not top three. But because of all the que injury questions, if we're talking about depth and stuff like that, I think Daryl Henderson is a very, very good backup complement, potentially a starter quality, but just not up there with Cam Akers. And then, you know, it's just depth at that point. Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, you know, I don't know if any of those guys are really going to be great but it's okay. Um, and I think that, you know, the Rams are, they stack up. Okay. It's probably not the position that we're going to ever have to focus on again. Uh, well, maybe someday, but like not to a high regard right now. Wide receiver, you know, when you start with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, that's just so unbelievably uh, good. You know, I mean, you've got the best wide receiver in the NFL last season, maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL next season, you know, and then you've got Allen Robinson, who himself is a number one. So to have him coming in at, in place of Robert Woods and Odell Buckham Jr., who could still return, that's uh, a phenomenal start and I think gives the Rams an advantage even over Brandon uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, um, over DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and over DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore. A.J. Green hasn't re-signed with the, the Cardinals. He's still out there. I think the Cardinals could still make a move at wide receiver, but overall I think 
you have Cooper Cup, you have Allen Robinson. That's amazing. You look around the rest of the NFC. I don't know how many uh, teams can really compete with that. The Cowboys have C.D. Lamb and Michael uh, Gallup. Um, and there's just not a lot else to do. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen with the Vikings um, and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans with the Bucks, of course. And they added Russell Gage on a free agent deal. So some of the other teams have guys with a really interesting potential. You know, it's like if uh, the Washington team can combine Terry McLaurin with somebody, uh, Devontae Smith, if he takes that next step for the Eagles and they add somebody, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard with the Giants. Um, there are possibilities out there for, for improvement, but the Rams don't have to improve. You've got Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, um, and that is significant. Tight end, you know, Tyler Higby is not the best. He's not the worst. He's not as good as George Kittle, but uh, he's not as bad as, you know, maybe the situations um, for, like, Seattle, who's working with Will Disley and, and Noah Fant. Um, and then you've got Kyle Pitts, uh, the, the very high ceiling tight end um, for the Atlanta Falcons at over a thousand yards rookie. And as a receiver, maybe you don't get better than Kyle Pitts. Uh, so but there's just like not a lot that's so phenomenal out there. You know, the Lions have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, the Eagles have Dallas Goddard. Uh, the Cowboys have Dalton Schultz. I think that overall Tyler Higby falls into that slightly above average category in the NFC. And so you, you've got a pretty good, when we were just talking about a quarterback and his complement of receiving weapons, um, quarterback top three in the NFC and just to clarify in the NFC top three, Matthew Stafford, and then wide receiver top one, top two Cooper cup and Allen Robinson tight end in the NFC, you know, maybe top six, seven with Tyler Higby, maybe top eight, you know, at, at worst case scenario. Um, and, uh, at running back, you know, cam Akers, he's got a lot of potential to be really, really good. So, I think he's got some really good weapons there. Offensive line, um, you know, the Rams have re-signed a Joseph Nopum. He takes over at left tackle for Andrew Whitworth and then Rob Havenstein on the right side again. And I think that's a pretty good tandem. It's not the same as having Andrew Whitworth, but Joseph Nopum is a solid option right now. And I look around the NFC West. He's not as good as Trent Williams, who might be the best left tackle in the NFL. I don't know if I would put Nopum up there with DJ Humphreys, a very underrated left tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, but the Seahawks, they don't have anybody. Dwayne Brown is a free agent, um, and they don't, don't have any tackles. Uh, so the, the Seahawks haven't shored that up at all. So in the NFC West, the Rams are at least third, right? And I think uh, maybe they don't go above that in the NFC West, but looking around the NFC as a whole, I don't know how many teams really have something that's like fantastically better. You know, you've got Tyron Smith, you've got Andrew Thomas, you've got Lane Johnson and Jordan Melata and Charles Leno all in the NFC East in the NFC North, you know, Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell for the lions. Very good tackle combo. Uh, David Bakhtieri um, for the Packers, Christian Derisaw, a first round pick last year for the Vikings. And then the NFC South, you've got Jacob Matthews and Caleb McGarry at their tackle spots. Um, a poor situation for the Panthers with Cam Irvin. 
deserving, I think, at their left tackle spot. Uh, the Saints lose Taron Armstead at left tackle. And right now, uh, that position is up for grabs. On the right side, Ram, Ryan Ramchick, maybe the best right tackle in the NFL, is up there. And then the Bucks, um, he actually have, is the best right tackle in the NFL, is Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith on the left side. So I would probably have to put on a below average grade. Um, in the NFC for Joseph Nopub and Rob Havenstein, but it's not a bad grade. Um, I think that you can't say that Joseph Nopum is up there with Trent Williams, Tyron Smith, or even like Andrew Thomas of the Giants, who had a really good breakout season last year. So overall, I think it's it's fine, and uh, the Rams will be elevated by the fact that they have Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. So there is a way to elevate that situation. I think on the interior, things are pretty decent when you've got David Edwards and Brian Allen. They got the job done. Last year, David Edwards has been getting the job done for a few years. Uh, and then there's an opening here at right guard, whether that's Bobby Evans, Coleman Shelton. It was only a year ago that a lot of fans were super concerned about Brian Allen. So anything is possible there. Um, and I think interior for the Rams is comparable to anything in the NFC West and around the NFC in general, you know, there isn't a superstar here for the Rams like Zach Martin. There isn't, you know, like some fantastic, unbelievable uh, center uh, like a couple of the other teams have here, but it's fine. And I think that uh, it was about the same as it was last season. Other than that, change over from uh, Andrew Whitworth uh, and then replacing Austin Corbett, but not, not, not the biggest deal in the world. So overall, I think offensively, the Rams have to feel like they're once again a top five offense in the NFC, maybe the number one offense in the NFC, maybe. And what will uh, matter the most there potentially is health. You know, guys like Cam Akers, guys like Allen Robinson, and always your guys that are superstars like Stafford and Cup. Um, but also the dependable, the dependability of that offensive line and the new guys to get up to speed. Defensively, you know, the Rams, like we get back to Donald, if the Rams are able to secure Aaron Donald, uh, then on the defensive line, you've got Donald, Greg Gaines, Ashawn Robinson. I mean, that's as good as it gets. I, I think uh, because you're starting with Aaron Donald, you know, that's as good as it gets. And then Greg Gaines is awesome, had a great season. Ashawn Robinson had a great season. Uh, some other guys that they'll be developing, like Bobby Brown, Michael Hoyt, you know, some good players. And and even in the NFC West, you've got some good players, uh, great players like Nick Bosa, uh, Eric Armstead, uh, Javon Kinlaw on the 49ers, you know, J.J. Watt on the Cardinals, although, you know, he's a bit older and not productive. But definitely the best defensive line in the NFC West. And because of Aaron Donald, definitely up for contention uh, as the best in the NFC. The Washington Commanders, you know, they put a ton of draft capital in the defensive line, and it's very good. The Eagles uh, managed to re-sign Fletcher Cox. They've got a very good defensive line. The Giants have Leonard Williams. You know, a lot of strong Kenny Clark on the Green Bay Packers. The Lions very high on uh, Aleem McNeil, the nose tackle over there. You've got a lot of really talented guys, Vita Via, Derek Brown in the NFC South, lots of talent. Um, but I, you can put, I think the Rams up there with anybody because of Aaron Donald and that sets the tone all over. As far as the linebackers go, you know, the Rams lose out on Von Miller from the edge position. 
Um, but they still have Leonard Floyd. I think Ernest Jones was a great pickup in the third round last year, you know, and uh, some solid players here, Traven Howard, Justin Hollins, um, and maybe some potential there with Terrell Lewis, Chris Garrett, uh, as far as edge rushers go. I think comparing it to the rest of the NFC, may not be number one. You know, there's not a guy in there like a Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears. There's not a guy in there like Fred Warner of the 49ers or Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. Uh, and the Cardinals have invested heavily as well in the first round with Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. I mean, he's not that wow guy, but Leonard Floyd is very solid. Ernest Jones is very solid. And I don't think that it's going to hold back the Rams. doesn't rank in the top four maybe in the NFC, but it's slightly above average, maybe average. And uh, because this, the Rams are so strong at, at the defensive line and, and having Jalen Ramsey back there, having Jordan Fuller back there at safety, um, that should come into play as well. Some of the, these teams are, are much worse off than the Rams. Speaking of much worse off than the Rams, you know, the Rams have to figure out what to do at cornerback outside of Jalen Ramsey, Robert Rochelle, David Long. Are either of them capable of starting next season? We'll find out, certainly. Um, it may be a situation like last year where, you know, David Long had to get in a lot of snaps. Uh, Darius Williams wasn't playing super good, but had to start every week. And uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl. So maybe something like that will happen again. But you look around at the rest of the NFC West, seeing teams starting, uh, you know, maybe these guys will be all right. But you got Marco Wilson, Jeff Gladney, uh, Byron Murphy with the Cardinals. Byron Murphy's out pretty good. Uh, the 49ers signed Charvarius Ward out of uh, Kansas City to a big deal. They expect him to be, a, you know, a number one cornerback, and he'll be there with Emmanuel Mosley, Avery Thomas. Um, and But the Seahawks, they're terrible. Again, once again, Sidney Jones, Trey Brown. I mean, it's just a very terrible situation there. But Jalen Ramsey stacks up as uh, the potential to be the best cornerback in the NFL next season and in the NFC for sure. You know, A.J. Terrell of the Falcons is great. The Panthers spent a high draft pick on J.C. Horn last year. The Saints have Marshawn Lattimore. Um, the Bucks re-signed Carlton Davis. All of these guys are in the, the conversation maybe to be a number one cornerback, and that's just in the NFC South. So that's interesting. Um, in the NFC North, you've got Jair Alexander with the Packers. You know, the Lions spent that high draft pick on Jeff Okuda. Hasn't quite worked out yet. The Vikings are working to bring back Patrick Peterson, but he's not at the level that he once was. Um, and then in the NFC East, you've got Trevon Diggs, who, you know, was up there for uh, all the awards and uh, the all pro status and all that because of the, the interceptions, but also not very good in coverage and giving up touchdowns and all this. But is that offset by the interceptions? Um, the Giants potentially looking to trade James Bradbury, then our number one cornerback. The Eagles have Darius Slay. And Washington actually has a pretty good and deep um, secondary as well with their cornerbacks with William Jackson, the third Kendall Fuller. But you look around and, uh, you know, the NFC West, probably the weakest in the entire NFC overall in cornerback talent. But within that is a Rams team that has Jalen Ramsey. And that's important. If I had to put the entire group up against the rest of the groups in the NFC, maybe the Rams would even fall in the below average category. But in terms of winning the NFC West and having, you know, at least Jalen Ramsey to counter Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf and, and guys like this um, and such a exploding position at wide receiver in the NFL, uh, Jalen Ramsey comes in very handy at safety 
The Rams have Jordan Fuller coming back next year. Um, certainly a competition there with Nick Scott, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess, um, Antoine Brooks to start at the strong safety or the other safety position as Jordan Fuller maybe comes back, gets that green dot again. Um, the Seahawks, this is the one area the Seahawks uh, are at the best at, which is Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams at safety. Uh, the 49ers losing Jaquiski Tart or deciding not to uh, re-sign Jaquiski Tart. They signed George Odom to a three-year contract to play next to Jimmy Ward. The Cardinals have Buda Baker, who's a you know an all-pro great player. Um, but Fuller alone, you know, it stands out again. It's kind of like average, a little maybe a little bit above average here at safety, but maybe at worst like average, slightly below average. And yet at the same time, we're talking about the safety position, having Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, um, having some of that. And we'll see if Bobby Wagner is added to the linebacker core. But I think that the Rams aren't too far behind. I think the offense, as far as comparing it to the rest of the NFC, uh, is easily has a, a better shot at saying that the offense is top three. The defense has somewhere in that range maybe of being like, well, maybe it's the sixth or the seventh best division uh, uh, d defense in the conference. Maybe it's the third best. It Maybe it's the 10th best. There's a little bit more um, wiggle room there, but having uh, obviously your star players and having, you know, Raheem Morris coming back for another year, building off of the positive, you know, momentum and, and all the positive plays that the defense made in the playoffs and to secure that Super Bowl championship, I think uh, year two for Raheem Morris in that role because he didn't have a lot of defensive coordinator, coordinator experience prior to 2021 um, will also prove integral. And so when I stack up, just looking at offenses and defenses here in the NFC, when I stack that up for the Rams, I don't know how many teams can really compete with the Rams in the NFC West. I don't think anybody is there. Um, and the 49ers would be the number two team for sure. That's probably obvious. Um, but I think that, you know, there isn't really a strong number three and the Seahawks are clearly a number four, but the Rams, I think have to be good favorites to win the NFC West. I think when you look around at the NFC South, that's a, a, a division that should be won easily by the Buccaneers. And if it's not, then something went horribly wrong for the Buccaneers. Um, and still, I don't know if the Buccaneers are up there with the Rams at this point. Um, it's certainly a, a conversation to be had. And then looking at the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers loses his big uh, number one receiver, Devontae Adams. That's going to be a big question mark moving forward. Where does Green Bay stack up? But I think we can't overlook the fact that, you know, guys like Jair Alexander and Kenny Clark, there are other talented players there, guys that can keep. Plus, you know, this is a team that has won 13 games every year. So under uh, Matt LaFleur. So uh, lots to look at there, but uh, I think um, – the Rams probably would be the best team in the NFC North. And then you look at the NFC East with the Cowboys. It's, it's kind of the Rams again, right? Like anything can happen. But right now, when I look around at the rosters for the NFC, even with the Rams only losing guys kind of other than Allen Robinson and not having any firsts or second or even their own third round pick, the Rams are in a position to still be the best team in the NFC. And, uh, 
that's pretty impressive, you know, after you win the Super Bowl to keep enough guys together to do that. We'll see if that's true or not. But uh, that's this mini episode of the Turf Show Times podcast. And I'm Kenneth Arthur. Follow Turf Show Times on Twitter at Turf Show Times. And on Facebook, same thing, facebook.com slash Turf Show Times. And subscribe to this podcast for more episodes, mini and otherwise, in the future.